Welcome to Persevere, the podcast that sheds light on the grit and passion of creatives on their journeys. Award-winning destination photographer Ian Ivey is host to these incredible stories to encourage you to pursue your passion. Hello, hello, creatives, and welcome to Persevere. When you think about magical events and the atmosphere, more often than not, it's the beautiful floral work that frames every element perfectly. Today's guest is a former curator and gallery manager that turned her artistic expression and passions into a floral design business. It's my joy to introduce today's guest, Jess Mack of Epoch Floral Atelier. Jess, I am thrilled to have you with us on the podcast. How are you today? I am doing well. Thank you for inviting me for this podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here with me. It's so funny because we've worked together a few times now, but I feel like this will probably be our longest conversation together. Yes, <laughs> yes, definitely. This is the first time we we actually get so close to. Yeah. So for our audience who may not know about you yet or your floral business, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Hi, I'm Jazz and I'm an event florist and I'm the founder of Epoch Floral Atelier. We are located in Campbell from the Northern California. I was a curator from a gallery in Hong Kong after I had my master's degree in Hong Kong. I used to deal with um, a lot of, uh, I don't know, like paintings and sculptures, art fairs, like we did quite a few like traveling around the world for events and art fair. It was quite an experience and it actually equipped me um, to build my own business right now. I've developed a very good sense of knowing the environment, you know, decorating the environment. So I, I love what I'm doing right now. That's awesome. And how uh, many years have you been in business so far? I can tell you a sad story about this <laughs> because we started right before the pandemic. Oh no. So, yes. It was like one month before it, literally. <laughs> so like <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so it's like two years right now. It was like a it was a lot of struggles, but um things are getting better right now. Yeah, that's awesome. And how well we can definitely get more into that, but how yeah. did you come up with the name for your business? Because it's very unique. Oh, I was thinking, okay, we have a slogan, okay? My slogan is to making moments memorable, MMM. And it all started from there. Epoch meaning something happened extraordinary and it like have a positive impact afterwards. Mm. So that's kind of like significant moments of your life, like weddings or graduations or any celebration, anniversaries. So that's why I, I chose the name. Yeah, that's beautiful. Wow. I definitely need to expand my vocabulary so I get more <laughs> of this word. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so kind of touching on that, as you had mentioned, weddings are especially huge this year in 2022 with the pandemic pushing so many dates out to this year. How has this impacted your business? It was, uh, you know, a lot of fightings to get my desired flowers because we are currently having a global flower shortage. At the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of, um, I think a lot of farms laid off their workers. That's hmm. understandable, right? But then right. last year, we have a boom of businesses. 
we have got all weddings, and then we got a lot of postponed wedding happening at the same time. So less flower, but then a lot of events. So price, you know, crazy. Everything was really expensive nowadays, and I actually struggle a lot to call farms and to call wholesalers just to get my flowers. So actually, I, I to be to be honest with you, I became the most annoying person. I think <laughs> I, I call them like every day. Okay, do you have this? Do you have that? Okay, like you know, I have to keep tracking on the stock, but we survived. And there is also you you can get it overseas anytime, but you will be kind of losing a leg or an arm. Like you know, it's so expensive. <laughs> so I have to keep calling and tracking on the farms that I know they produce like really good qualities, and I try my best to keep everything local too. That is so important for people to know and understand because I think a lot of times、uh, brides are and grooms, whoever is celebrating their weddings、yeah. um, or, or events, they look at all these blogs for, for information and inspiration. But a lot of the times they don't know that those beautiful floral arches or installations cost so much money. Like they're expecting it to be a certain amount, but with the with the Shortage. It's like that's not the case. How has your customers or clients in general felt about this price increase? Actually, I think I'm quite lucky. Most of my clients understand. I actually would explain to them ahead of the time, and they usually accept. So I don't have too many problems dealing with it. But my one very horrible experience I can share with you, which is my very first wedding, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I have to change a color palette because I actually literally I booked the flowers like a, a month ahead of the time. Keep checking, keep checking, keep checking, and then. The very last moment, my wholesaler told me I couldn't get you even a bunch. And wow, yes, and you know, it was like only a week ahead of the time. I have to keep calling different farms and different people and different wholesalers, and they couldn't get it. And eventually, I have to change like、um, this blushy color into、um, champagne white. But it turned out to be all right, and my bride understand, and she loved it. So. I got lucky, I would say. So you know, anybody who is getting married, you really need to book your things ahead of time because you just don't know, and plans are very unpredictable too. Yeah, it's definitely something where you have to pivot when needed because if these past years taught us anything. It's you can't really plan too far out. I mean, you could do as much as you can, but sometimes with all these unknown variables, things just change, and you just have to go with it. You just have to pivot and figure out a way forward, which、yes. you seem to have done. <laughs> yes, 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 and. You know, sometimes also be open to different ideas too.、Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily bad. I think sometimes it's actually it could turn out something beautiful too. Yeah, absolutely. So, what trends are you seeing right now for weddings and events with floral design? Especially as everything keeps on moving, everything keeps changing. I'm curious what you're seeing right now. Yes,、um, I can see、um, cascading bouquets are coming back. Recently, I've seen like quite a lot of them. Like people are requesting it; they love that drapey qualities, and then use a lot of flowers with the vines. So I can see that, and、um, I I can see、uh, you know a lot of florists or clients they would request dyed flowers too. 
Like you can、mm. see like unconventional colors, like a blue tulips, gray tulips. Um, gray or, tulips. Yes,、wow. yes, yes. I've seen it, and they are so beautiful. It's not like a dark gray, but it's like a very light gray, and it looks very beautiful. I would say you can see like peachy,、uh, sweet peas. You know, all kind of like weird color with like、uh, <laughs> abnormal flowers, but they actually work out pretty good. And for people who likes elegant or classy weddings, they could choose、um, orchid. And I see a lot of people using orchid as well. Yeah, definitely. I think like orchids are one of those really beautiful classic flowers out there. But there's definitely a price tag associated with that. Yes, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. But they have like different types, you know. For the big one, they are very expensive. They but they as there are smaller ones. It's called a a a symbidium. Those are smaller. And they、mm-hmm. are more cost effective, so you can,、okay. yeah, you can pick and choose. And the good thing about orchid is they come in different sizes and shapes, like、mm. as small as like a very very small ones. They are very airy, and you can use those. They are also orchids, and they are they are not expensive, not as as expensive, not as expensive. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> not as. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's great.、Um, so, kind of changing things up a little bit. So, I came across your work through Instagram, and that's how we met. And I just loved the organic and chic way you put together your florals. I feel like that definitely has probably come from your background being in the art world. So, I was curious, how has social media played a part in growing your business and meeting other creatives? For me, we I think I rely heavily on IGs, and that's how I met you. Yes, and、um, you know what? The first time I saw your work, I loved it. I love like the soft light, and、um, I haven't met you yet. And then it was like suddenly you messaged me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like receiving like a love letter. Oh, she likes my work, you know. <laughs> and then we started our first collaboration. I also met a couple other artists outside. Um, I I met some really good um、uh, makeup artists, and believe it or not, I also met a, a DJ. I mean, yeah, DJ and also singers for weddings. So,、oh, wow. um, it was quite an interesting world, I would say. But you do have to spend a lot of time on it. Oh yeah. Um, this is something <laughs> I am honestly I'm not. Very used to it yet, but is something. This is how you get yourself out there. You know, we we are not like twenty years ago. You probably post an ad on on a newspaper or a magazine, but everything is online nowadays. So、mm-hmm. yeah, this is something that we have to do, and I'm I'm getting used to it, adjusting myself to it now. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think especially as social media evolves, we're seeing more and more、uh, short-form videos out there. What are your thoughts on this? And also, as a creator, like putting yourself out there, because I think a lot of the times we, you know, are totally fine putting our work out there. But what are your thoughts on putting yourself out there? First of all, I have to wear properly. I cannot wear pajamas, <laughs> and I have to put on makeup. Yeah, so like make yourself presentable. Yeah, I am actually okay. You know, as long as as yeah, I I think I'm okay on doing that, but I just cannot do too much. 
you know, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you, whenever you see your IG, if you see a lot of yourself, you kind of feel uncomfortable. I actually get that a lot of the time. So I do post my face from time to time. Yeah, but but not like too often. And um, actually, I do like the idea of videos. For pictures, they are beautiful, but sometimes uh, as a florist, people cannot see how three-dimensional your thing is, right? Yeah. So it would be good to let your audience to see a full big picture of your arrangement and they can see how airy and how light specifically the type of flower you use, stuff like that, right? So um, I do like the video idea, yeah. I think that's definitely something I've been trying to incorporate more with my shoots is getting that video footage to show like, because exactly how you said, sometimes those flowers, there's delicate shapes involved or like the ribbon is like moving in the wind yes. and you want to capture that. So yes, yes, I totally understand that like video and, and it's how it can just affect showing your work so much stronger. Yes, yes. I cannot agree more. Yeah. Yeah. So have there been any specific challenges you've had to overcome in the floral design space since you've been ramping up these past couple of years? I know you said that with the flower shortage, that's definitely like probably number one for you. But is there anything else you've had to learn along the way? Yes. Um, okay. I have to share a little bit of my past experience from that. I actually started out as a sympathy um, flower designer. Okay. Mm. But back in many, many years ago. So back back in those days, the style is actually very different from what we are doing right now. It's more symmetrical, more round and um, very balanced um, arrangements, I would say, um, versus, you know, it, it is very airy, loose design, and then three-dimensional, and then asymmetrical shapes, stuff like that. So it took me a while to adjust to that style. I actually did a lot of research and studying and practice during the pandemic since we got no business. <laughs> and I spent all my time doing my research and um, yeah, to to better my skills. Another thing is because we started as a, you know, right before pandemic. So we got our first job and then actually that job got postponed a year after because there is a limitation of how many people you, you can gather together, right? Mm -hmm. And and then we literally got no business and no request for floral arrangement for a very long time. But then we survived by creating the dry flower gift sets for special occasions like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day or Christmas. And it actually kept us afloat. And it also led us to have uh, future wedding requests and other single floral arrangements. So I'm th very thankful that we were able to do that and people liked our work. So yeah, so that's that's about it. Yeah, it was very difficult, you know, for a time that you started to doubt yourself. And then because mm -hmm. you don't have, you don't have as much requests and as much works to do, your portfolio is getting weaker too. It was not easy, but it's like thankfully we we did have something else to support us so that we actually thrive you know yeah. through that and then we are where we are right now and much much better this year is much 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 better yeah i totally get that 
that whole thing where you have to kind of change things up because I feel like clients definitely are always wanting to see new, fresh work from you. And especially for me as a destination photographer, when you're not allowed to travel like to such far places, it's like I had to figure out, I'm like, okay, how can I still relate to my clients and give them that inspiration but from a domestic level. And then I just started researching more and more locations that looked like they were faraway places. So there's definitely hacks that you can use, but I 100% get having to just kind of figure out a way forward and make the most with what you have. Yes, yes. So I'm curious now, what advice would you have for creatives or people that want to get into the floral design space that are starting a business right now? What type of words of encouragement or like a piece of advice you would have wanted when you first started out? I would advise um, not to give up and just keep better your own skills and your own passion. Um, If you are not passionate enough for your work, it just cannot get your message across to people. And you have to fall in love with your work first. Then people will fall in love with your work. This is what I would say. Keep pushing, keep, you know, just like the name of your podcast channel, persevering, and eventually you will get there. Yeah, definitely. It's not easy especially in the creative field. And that's exactly why I started this podcast was because I feel like a lot of the times people see the work from creatives and they say, oh, that's pretty or, oh, that's cool. But they don't realize how much work, blood, sweat, tears goes into it. Yes, just many, many hours. Trust us, there are just so many hours for that one single picture really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it has been so awesome getting to know more about you, Jess, and Epoch Floor Atelier. I'd love to know more about what upcoming projects you might have. I am, um, my upcoming project actually, before pandemic, I was planning for a floral installation for an exhibition in an art gallery in Hong Kong. So it will be overseas project. We were planning to do like a large scale floral wall with um, hanging installation um, alongside with um, other art pieces by some emerging artists. Unfortunately, when pandemic hit, our plan just have to, you know, we have to postpone it. And um, the pandemic regulation in Hong Kong are actually pretty straight. So right now, there's still a lot of limitations. So um, I'm unable to go there yet. So hopefully, when things are better, when they that regulation are, are loosen up, then probably we will we will plan for that plan. You know, <laughs> we'll plan for that project again. And <laughs> yeah, and and I I would be able to travel abroad, you know, to do something big, big and fun. All right, Jess, it has been so great to learn more about your business and to kind of touch on uh, just being in the floral space and uh, working with flowers. I would love to know more about your approach to sustainability. We actually um, use as less floral foam as possible. As you all know, um, floral foam is actually made of plastic and it won't decompose for the next hundred years. And um, wow. it creates, yes, it creates so many problems, environmental problems, especially water pollution. And if you do care about the environment, you would see 
um, news, you know, in in regards to plastic particles be found in um, microorganisms and you know and all sea creatures. And yesterday, I think I watched a show on um, HBO. Ninety three percent of us we we have um, plastic particles in our body. Wow, that's that's like crazy. So I I really think we should do something to help the environment and not to use as much plastic. So I have decided to go all traditional mechanics. It's actually quite fun, you know. You just keep challenging on how you can keep your things in place by building your own mechanics. I usually use decomposable materials like chicken wire with、um, dry leaves, or I use like a willow、uh, branches to you know build something just to make sure、mm. things are actually do you know keeping that everything in place. And it's actually quite quite fun to do. And I I got a lot of inspiration from the Japanese ikebana techniques. Um, this is how they do things. You know, besides using um the kansan, which is the Floral fog, right? So you put the like a, like the spiky thing that you put flowers on it. They sometimes、mm-hmm. just use a piece of stick, and then they they could just place the flower in in place just by one stick. And I I am a lot of time I'm very amazed by it how creative and efficient you know Japanese、uh, floral arrangements are. So. That's how we we do our work. So all our arches doesn't matter if it is arches or installation or centerpieces. None none of them would have floral foam in it. And we also try to support local farm as much as possible. As I mentioned earlier, before a lot of farm being devastated because、um, farm workers are being laid off. So I think it's a it's a good thing to support、um, the local business. Flowers are fresher too, and they tend to do better without too much traveling as well. So, yeah, yeah it's it's a lot of good things to do to run your business,、um, you know, in a sustainable, environmental friendly way. Yeah, absolutely. And just how you mentioned, it's getting creative and innovative with your techniques to keep on making sure that you are. Approaching things in a way that isn't contributing more、um, waste to the earth, or that is helping、uh, to keep our earth in good condition, just because we only have one, and、yes. there's, you know, it's it's up to all of us to keep on making this positive impact. And I love that you are incorporating those practices to be very mindful about how you approach your work. And so I think that's super important for. Our listeners to hear, and for other floral designers to potentially incorporate in their work. I actually noticed this movement of no floral foam started in Europe and Australia, and I think American florists we are we are getting there. Right now, we are having more people、uh, doing more sustainable mechanics, but I think we need more of us so that our earth is a better place for the next generation. Yeah, yeah, that sounds amazing.、Um, cool. Well, I definitely look forward to seeing that. And thank you so much for joining us today. Where can our listeners find you and follow for more information? And I believe you also said you have an exclusive offer for our listeners. 
For listeners who listen to this podcast, we'll receive 10% off for their wedding. So you can contact us、um, through our website, www.epochfloralatelier.com. So E P O C H F L O R A L A T E L I E R. So that's our website. And we also have IG and Facebook that you can follow. So you just need to、um, search for our name and you, you'll find us there. Awesome. Well, I am so excited to see your business grow and I can't wait to work with you again, Jess. Yes, yes, me too. I love your work. So, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to work with you again, too. Yeah. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in today. And we hope that you have found this episode inspiring for your own creative journey. As always, we are sending good vibes to thrive and hope you are one step closer to pursuing your passions. Bye.